Welcome to the CX Central Podcast. My name is Justin Tippett, or JT, if you've known me for a while. And today I am joined by Jeff Crane, the Sales Director for Australia New Zealand for a company called Epos. Welcome, Jeff. G'day, Justin. Good to be here. Mate, it's great to have you on. Now, of course, uh, prior to this, I would have said uh, oh, welcome to uh, to the CX Central Podcast. I've got Jeff Crane, Sales Director of Australia New Zealand from Sennheiser. So obviously there's been a bit of a switch. So the first thing I want to do is, because we're going to talk all about headsets today. So if people are tuning in, you're going to learn things that you never knew about headsets. And there's a lot of interesting stuff because let's face it, they're pretty core to what we do in the call center world. So can you just start by, oh, first of all, explaining uh, what's EPOS and where did Sennheiser go? Sure. Okay. So EPOS is a manufacturer of business headsets and speakerphones. They also have a gaming division and an air traffic control division. Uh, and we are built on the heritage and legacy of Sennheiser, uh, which many of your listeners would uh, would know as a German manufacturer of highest quality headphones and microphones. Uh, and the company Sennheiser Communications was built in 2003 in Denmark. So what's happened is that that company has changed its ownership last year. And so now we have a new name, EPOS, which is all based around storytelling uh, and voice communication. So that's what EPOS is. Oh, fantastic. That makes sense. And uh, of course, it's obviously a bit of rebranding, I guess, for you in the Australian market now. We're seeing EPOS everywhere. I'm, I'm thankful you're a, as a gold sponsor on, on CX Central. So full disclaimer and just getting that branding out there. So how are you How are you finding the transition? Uh, are people starting to now go, oh, yeah, know what that is? Yeah, um, it has been interesting. And of course, we still co-brand many of our products, uh, Sennheiser, uh, EPOS Sennheiser. Yep. Um, and that uh, relationship is is continuing. We have a good relationship uh, with the German company Sennheiser. Uh, and that will finish one day and will be EPOS uh, solely on our products, uh, probably sometime around end of next year, perhaps. Yeah, right. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, we are still with the same products developed by the same people in the same building in Copenhagen, Denmark. Yep. Fantastic. All right, well, let's get into it. I know everyone's tuning into this because they, they want to learn about headsets. And, and I know for, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, they go, what? Yeah, it's just a bloody headset, right? But uh, of course, there's a hell of a lot more to headsets these days. So I'm going to start off with the really simple ones, first of all, because there's a few ways now to physically connect your headset or not physically connect it. Can you walk me through what some of the, the, the sim in simple terms, what the options are? Sure. Uh, as I see it, um, looking at our product portfolio, we've got about 300 products and about 100 core range headsets, wow. I guess, and a lot of accessories and cables to go with that. Um, and it, that's all about those managed legacy systems of the old fashioned uh, PBX system in the corner with a handset and uh, you plugged in a corded headset to that yep. and there's quite a bit of management in that from our side because we had to make sure that our headsets would work with any of the brands of handsets on the market so that meant you had to worry about the way that the cords connected inside each of the jacks and ports you had to worry about impedance of microphones you had to worry about all sorts of control systems and then particularly for contact centers you had to worry about all the management layers that were over the top of that so there was a lot of complexity and a lot of R&D in order to make sure that our one headset could work on any kind of platform. So that's the what I call the Old Testament, the old world of yep. PBX uh, connected headsets. Um, now the more modern connected headset is a USB headset. We're all familiar with a USB port. Yep. Uh, USB-A is the traditional looking USB headset. And these days we're seeing more and more of USB-C uh, um, 
ports, which are smaller. Uh, they plug in either direction. Uh, thankfully, you don't have that. Try and plug it in three times before you actually get it to connect to your <laughs> USB. Yep. So, um, you know, devices are becoming more portable, like uh, laptops and notebooks and things, and they've got less ports on them than they used to. So mm -hmm. the move to USB-C means that things can still connect. Um, the good thing about connected headsets is that, of course, you can be certain that it's connected and they're quite secure. There's no battery to manage, and uh, it, it's very good for a, for a workforce that's spread out all over the place, and people just plug it in and it'll be on. Yeah. So that's the good thing about um, corded headsets. And I think then you find got, in the majority of call centres that are listing, most people are, you know, are using a corded headset, right, whether it's correct. plugged into the handset on their desk or, or plugged in directly to the computer. Yep, and we're finding actually quite a, an upsurge, uh, a, a resurgence in interest in corded headsets. Okay. Um, I think when wireless headsets came in, it was thought, oh, well, wireless headsets must be better. They're not always and necessarily better for the general workforce. Yep. The other trend we're seeing is that people aren't just buying one headset for everyone in the organisation. Uh, they'll pick and choose what people need depending upon their purpose. So for some people uh, working from home or a hybrid environment, a corded USB headset may be absolutely perfect for them as opposed to the management and carrying around all sorts of stuff to make a wireless headset uh, work. Yep. So there's there's good things about corded headsets. Yep, uh, absolutely. And um, all right, well, that lends itself obviously to wireless. I remember my very first wireless headset and I thought I was finally free and I could run around the call centre like an idiot. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of people still doing that. So is the appeal for wireless just that actual fact that you can get up, not worry about, you know, cables, etc. Why do people move to wireless in your opinion? Yeah, wireless is good. We've been interested to find that um, speaking with people in contact centres, the agents, they, they even like the freedom of just not having something at their elbow. Mm -hmm. It's even that they still are happy to sit at their desk, but just the freedom of having no constraint between them and their device. It means they can stand up, they can stretch, yeah. look out the window, have a conversation. They're on hold, they're running through the disclaimer statement, all those kinds of things, and uh, they can take a minute out just to refresh themselves. And it does lend itself to that. So it is very good. Yep. And I guess uh, now we're seeing a lot more of those um, sit-stand kind of desks as well. So if your headset's plugged into the computer that's under your desk and you then lift up your desk, you're going to suddenly find yourself with a cord pulled out of your ear, right? So uh, again, yeah, wireless has yeah. another advantage, I guess, in those instances. Exactly. And I think every contact centre has had that instance where um, people get up from their desk to take their break or whatever and forget to unplug their headset. And what a catastrophe. You pull half your equipment off the desk, the monitor, you know, all that sort of stuff, or you break the cord or whatever. So wireless does prevent any of that uh, kind of issue as well. Yeah. So when we're talking wireless, Jeff, um, what's the, you know, how do they connect? Is it is it Bluetooth? Is it wireless like my Wi-Fi? How is it actually connecting? Is it secure? Walk me through that because it's something I guess a lot of us, yep. you know, just take for granted that, you know, I've got a wireless headset but don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Sure. It is a common uh, assumption that any uh, headset that's wireless is also Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. In fact, we hear many people call up our office and say, oh, I want one of those Bluetooth headsets. Right. Um, and we say, are you sure you want a Bluetooth headset? Um, what it is with headsets is that there are two major forms of wireless communication, 
Bluetooth and DECT, D-E-C-T. Um, now, um, everyone knows Bluetooth to some degree because it's in a lot of consumer products yep, yep. and it's in some business products as well. And we have them in our speaker phones, in our headset range. But DECT is the interesting one. And uh, it's a technology that was born in Europe about 1992. Mm -hmm. And DECT, uh, if you remember when you had a home phone and you would go down to Dick Smith or Tandy and you'd pick up one of those kits of four walkabout phones yep. and you'd have them in various rooms of the house. That was based on DECT technology. Okay. So it's that same technology that's being used now. What we like about DECT, and we sell a lot of DECT headsets for uh, contact centre use for up to a 1,000 ends, so all in one building. The good thing about DECT is that it's pretty bulletproof. Uh, it has very long wireless range and uh, it suffers far less from interference than Bluetooth does. Okay. Bluetooth is fine for one or two or six people in a normal office, yeah. no problem. Yeah. In fact, we say up to maybe 25. Over that, you really need to look carefully at what we call the density of how you're going to use those. If everyone's online at the same time using their headset, Bluetooth can be a nightmare. Uh, one of the reasons is Bluetooth operates on the same frequency as Wi-Fi, 2.4 gigahertz, um, and microwaves also operate in that area. Uh, Bluetooth is an unregulated uh, system whereby um, different devices compete for a certain bandwidth of channels. So you're not in control as to how many other people are in the area um, trying to connect their um, their iPod, their iPhone, whatever, in the office at the same time. And because uh, they're mainly consumer devices, um, the business isn't in control as to what the density might be and therefore what dropouts might occur with Bluetooth. Right. So it sounds to me if, you, if you've got a serious setup and you're running a call centre or a small office where you need lots of people reliably to be on a headset, you, you really need to be looking at a deck uh, unit as opposed to Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a deck solution, if ever you're going to have more than, say, 50 people in, say, the one floor of a building at the one time, yep. uh, we would strongly recommend DECT over Bluetooth. And now that we've released products that allow DECT to operate without a base, um, that is, you get one of these little dongles, sort of something about the size of that. Yeah, so I a bit just, bigger than that. Just happen to have we, one as well. There we go. So uh, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. You can you can get a little deck dongle, and that's the transmitter receiver that plugs into the PC. Yep. So for someone who works in the office with a traditional desk, they have their traditional uh, decked base on which they charge their headset. Yep. But if someone's going to work two days a week from home, which is uh, common these days, then what's going to happen is that people can um, use that same headset at home and then bring it into the office to dock it on the base as well. So that is decked bulletproof. It is more secure than Bluetooth as well in that a pairing partnership is done between the base and the headset and that channel is set in stone, if you like, yeah. and nothing else can interfere with it and it is encrypted. So uh, we find that IT security like DECT as well. Yep, no doubt. And as you said, in terms of number of users that can go on DECT, like a thousand is, is no problems for DECT, right? They could all be on their own secure channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're just uh, rolling one out in Melbourne at the moment for uh, a thousand users. Uh, that's all DECT. 
Yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, so one of the other things I, I wanted to, I guess, mention, and, and, and thank you to you, Jeff, because uh, your, your guys sent me one of the, the latest units which I'm, I'm using, because, as you said, for a lot of people that now work from home in the office, it's not that unusual. The, the unit that I've got um, enables me a three-way connection, so I can just connect to my computer, uh, I can connect to my mobile and just run my headset through my mobile, uh, and, of course, uh, you know, I can, I can do it um, through blue, um, Bluetooth with a mobile. Uh, Dex, you know, when I'm in the house, and just wireless and walking around doing stuff or directly into my computer. So I only need one headset to connect to all three devices. It's, it's a lot more simpler. Previously, I'd have, you know, different headsets. I'd have my AirPods from a phone and yeah. you know, a different one from a computer and it's just a yeah. nightmare. So I guess that's some of the luxuries now that not just EPOS, but a lot of the brands are sort of going, how can we help those consumers that are moving between different environments? Yeah, right. As I say, DECT was born back in the days when there was just a simple landline quality of phone call. Um, so that was what we call narrowband. Now we've gone beyond narrowband to wideband. And now with the SDW series, we, we have super wideband, which means you're basically getting hi-fi quality when you're streaming audio into that headset. Yeah. So you're not suffering any audio loss by using it. And the whole idea, I think these days, is for businesses to be able to provide their staff and their agents who they they want to be productive, and that means you want them to be comfortable. Uh, you want to provide them with a rich and real experience, as if you're talking to the person in the room, because let's face it, we're going to be doing more and more remote. There's going to be more of this, unfortunately, in the, in the future. And of course, um, the workers really like working from home to some degree because of the flexibility. You do lose some of the socialization that goes with it. But, um, you know, I think we're going to have to optimize the experience for both the agent and, of course, side B of uh, of any communication. Yep, no doubt. Now, we're both, uh, if you're listening to this, you wouldn't be able to see this, but we're, we're both wearing uh, dual uh, ear headsets, so one literally covering both ears. That's my personal preference. I like that it just blocks out and I can focus. Of course, there's some people that like just the over ear and there's a lot of different ways to attach them. Um, but I wanted to sort of touch on some of the, the technology, I guess, that does that you just mentioned that makes the experience a little bit better. And one of those is noise cancellation. We hear it a lot. Um, and I is the varying levels of um, noise cancellation in terms of the quality or if you've got it, you've, you've got it, uh, and what's it actually mean for the user? Okay, so yeah, um, acoustic, um, noise cancellation is a really interesting one because if there is too much of it, we have had incidences of people getting dizzy uh, it is a known fact that it plays this psychoacoustic kind of trick on you. And uh, if there's too much of it, you can lose sort of the uh, perspective on where you are and your balance goes. Mm. So it is something uh, worth noting. We released a um, uh, active noise cancel headset that was a corded USB model about two years ago. Yep. And it was um, it was very light on with regard to the amount of acoustic um uh, noise cancellation, active noise cancel. So um, uh, we now are releasing a new model and all of our models now can connect to a PC and there's a free app where you can control the amount of active noise cancel. Right. So, um, and the, the best idea there is if you have only 30% active noise cancel on your particular headset, it uses less battery 
so the so the um, power will last longer. Um, so that's a really good way to go. Uh, it, it, it is a dangerous thing. I am a little bit sceptical about active noise cancel. I don't just want to promote the latest bells and whistles to everybody. I think it's relevant to the person. And I think if you're in an office whereby active noise cancel is absolutely required for you to do your job, then I think you've got a noise problem in your office, quite <laughs> yeah. frankly. Yeah. Uh, and that maybe, maybe there's a design or a people density issue there. Um, we're probably seeing less of that these days with uh, people working with half occupancy and things like that in offices. Yeah. And, and is, the, is the two types of noise cancellation? Because the one I think we're talking about now is obviously blocking out the, the outside noise. If I'm in a noisy environment, et cetera, it sort of dulls that noise. The, I best the most... Uh, example that I can think of for people is when they jump on a plane if you've ever used the noise cancellation headsets you know it's just like really noisy environment you turn on your noise cancellation it's ah, a bit of peace and quiet when you're on the plane so it's the same premise but but there's also some stuff in the microphone as well is, is that still called noise cancellation or is that something different when uh, it makes the listener only hear what I'm talking about and not pick up all the other noises in the office Sure, that's a really critical one for contact centres because of privacy issues. And we've had many people in health and finance industry um, want to chase the best microphone performance possible mm. because they had had complaints of uh, a customer speaking to the agent next door, being able to hear yeah, the conversation, conversation. Yep. Um from their neighbour. So that's not good at all. Um, so that, you're right, that is one thing. And quite often that's passive. That is nothing to do with a battery uh, powering anything. Mm -hmm. That's just a good design of a good microphone. Yep. And we have uh, all of our microphones are noise cancelling, but we also have ultra noise cancelling microphones. They're a bit longer and a bit more severe so that you have to place them quite stringently around the the corner of the mouth yep. um, so that uh, your speech goes into that microphone. If you wear it slightly off, like uh, up there, then um, some of the ultra noise cancel ones won't pick that up. Right. So you have to be quite careful in how you do it, but when you place it correctly, it's absolutely right. So that's microphone um, noise cancelling. In terms of um, the travel headsets as it started with active noise cancel, you're right, they have listening microphones in them and they hear noise around and then they phase invert that. It's a bit te technical. They phase invert that and then add that back into the original um, program that they're hearing and of course the noise cancels itself out and that's how you're left with the voice or the program and less of the rumble of the engines and all that sort of stuff when you're traveling remember those days when we used to travel that's right yep. yeah and is that so is that the same technology that's used in the in the headsets that yep. in call centers or is it does yes, it work differently? that's right. It is. Okay. No, it, it is right. And uh, the other thing about noise cancelling, that is a very simple one. And because we're big on this thing about let's make sound natural and easy, because then the agents will feel like um, they're still fresh at the end of a day. If it's not a hard slog to hear, mm. if the sound is real and natural, then that's the way to go. So we tend to fiddle as little as possible with the original sound. One way to do that is not to actually add a circuit of active noise cancelling at all, mm. but as you say, you wear ear cups that have good cushioning, and that cushioning provides what's called ambient noise cancellation or yep. ambient noise reduction for the wearer. Um, so we've all seen on-ear kind of headsets, a bit more like what you're wearing. And then I've got more of a larger style one that actually encapsulates my ears very well. And uh, the headset I have 
does have active noise cancelling on it. And you can only do that when the sound is really contained like that. Yep. And for those people that are looking at um, buying headsets for their call centre, and there's obviously a lot of brands out there, and, and while I'm talking to you, we'll talk EBOS, but we obviously know there's lots of brands. But I think one of the challenges you've got is that personal preference. As you said, if you're running a call centre, the reality is we don't all like having on-ear, some like over-ear, some like one-ear. Are they just, in your range in particular, are they different models or can you interchange the actual headsets themselves? How, do, how does that work? Because I can imagine the last thing you want is 300 different varieties of headsets in a call centre because maintenance and cushions and all those sorts of things become complicated. Yeah, you're right. On one end of the spectrum, uh, you would have uh, the old term, bring your own device mm -hmm. to the business. And that is a nightmare to manage mm -hmm. for the IT manager or whoever is the unfortunate to have to make sure that they all work. That would be an abs absolute pain. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, you have the business um, holds some rehearsals, tries them out, gives them to people, gets their opinion and chooses one model. Yeah. <laughs> so there's probably a really good compromise somewhere in the middle whereby the business uh, consults, finds out what they need, yeah. speaks to you know, a company that does it a lot, like ourselves or one of our partners, or as you say, the other brands would offer these services as well, offer, you know, qualification of we think this would be best for you. Why don't you try these five models? And from those five models, they might decide on three models, taking into account some people, a single ear headset will be best because they need to stay connected to their neighbours next door in their team. Yep. with regard to what's happening. Um, dual ear headsets are popular, but they can be very focusing and that can be a bit fatiguing over an eight hour day. Mm -hmm. So don't be cut off unnecessarily. If you're working at home, you don't need to be that engrossed in your phone calls that you wear a dual ear all day, yep. perhaps. So that's one thing to consider. Now, I, with all my podcasts, I, we don't do advertorial, so this is not a, a plug for EPOS specifically, but there's obviously a huge range of price in headsets, and, and you can only look at some of the, the suppliers. We've got them all on cxdirectory.com.au. You can look up our headset suppliers. Um, but there, there's a huge range in price. What's what's the difference? Is it is it just great marketing, or is it the quality of the headset, the microphone, the cushions, all of the above? What separates it, you know, a good mic from a, uh, sorry, good headset from a bad one? Yeah, um, from our own perspective, we don't get too involved in uh, marketing telling us what price we should sell things at. I think quite often it's based on manufacturing cost, quite frankly. If there's a lot of R&D and complexity in a product, then it will cost more. If the parts are more expensive or if there's more of them, then that's another reason why costs will go up. You know, we have um, USB headsets from you know, retail pricing, say, of $90. Uh, and then we have the sophisticated uh, three-in-one that connect to a phone handset, connect to a mobile phone, connect to a PC, and they might be up to $700 retail. Yeah. Businesses don't pay those prices, but, you know, that's uh, a relative reference for you. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot in between, you know, uh, speaker phones of, you know, $250. A speaker phone is a really good alternative to a headset sometimes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I've got mine here that I would usually um, use. That's my little okay. SP30 yep. speakerphone. Yep. Um, and it's really good because it leaves my head free. It means I can walk around. Uh, I, uh, it stays connected to my PC and that's where I have my chats. So that makes that really easy. Um, another style of headset that is popular, we were talking about how should you go, is this around the neck one. And if I sit up a bit, 
um, you've got these little ear buds and then here's the the brains of it are in here with the uh, microphones oh, my wife okay. really likes to use this one because she works in um, you know fashion industry and she doesn't like to have a big clunky thing like this across her head yeah. when she's talking to her staff and colleagues and whatever yeah. so uh, she really likes to use a headset like that getting back to the IT manager or who's going to approve the purchase of what headsets a catalog of four or five choices I think is the best way to go but for the um, for the managers to be able to effectively maintain those this is a really really big issue now especially as workforce has become more distributed than ever yeah. uh, you spoke about the old computer under the desk that you need to connect to well now we're finding contact center staff are, are going to a laptop and then being able to have all of their front end all their management on their computer at home yeah. as well that's right, yeah. um, so that's a, that's a huge trend and that means that that device in that environment needs to be maintained by the company still and all of the devices like headsets and speakerphones that plug into it so um, you need to maintain that you've got ability to be able to do that and we have software to allow that for example as do the other companies to allow that remote management and updating of those devices to make sure they continue to work every day yep fantastic last question i want to ask you jeff um, is around acoustic shock it's a term that we often get uh that we hear in the industry can you explain uh, first of all what is acoustic shock and secondly what can we do to reduce it yeah, an acoustic shock incident, I guess you would uh, define as being unexpected high peaks of sound coming through to the, usually it can happen through a handset, just holding a, a phone to your to your head. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, it's even more concentrated when you're wearing a device like a headset. Um, we're finding less prevalence of these these days as everyone moves towards a digital platform like unified communications. There's a lot of filtering and um you know, management going in before the signal gets to the wearer of the headset. So um, that's evened out a lot of the issues with regard to the old phone systems in the corner that would have analog spikes and earthing noises and terrible crunches happening from time to time. So that's what it is. It's still a bit of a mystery as to what effect it has on the wearer when uh, they experience this. But we've probably all heard about people feeling nauseous, just feeling not well, um, needing a day or so off and there there have been some cases that have gone you know legal well beyond that <laughs> so it certainly is is an issue um, different countries handle it in different ways we don't allow any products in australia to be sold that allow a sound pressure level of more than i think it's 118 decibels still that's pretty high sound level that's sort of like jumbo jet kind of sound um, then we have recommended um, standards and specifications as well there's a thing called g616 which is common in australia and nearly all of our devices um, have that available so that can be um, switched on it can be switched on and, and locked on remotely so that whereas are always um, you know uh, protected from those anything above about 103 db i think and in europe they use a an average standard called safety at work which is um, an average of only 85 db over an eight hour day 
Yeah, right. And I guess that's designed, uh, as you said, in the old days it was the analogue, the whole bunch of noises and, you know, the fax machine noise that you'd get coming through. The, the challenge when you've got a headset is it's not easy to get that off your head quickly when you hear those noises. Or if you've got someone malicious blowing a whistle down the phone and those sorts of things, it can cause yeah. some you know some serious damage to people, which, as you said, has resulted in some, some legal cases and, uh, you know, a very uh, expensive work cover claim, I'm assuming, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, it, it really is an issue. We're owned by the world's largest hearing aid company, the, the Demant Group, based out of uh, Denmark. And so, um, you know, hearing is a really important thing to our company. So they're very keen to ensure that all of our products protect the wearer from any kind of hearing damage. Yep. So. Fantastic. Well, I said at the start, uh, if there's anyone who knows anything about headsets, it's you, Jeff. So uh, if people want to learn more in particular about the uh, the EPOS uh, headsets, you can just head across to their uh, to their website. Um, oops, uh, I'll show you there. Uh, it is just EPOS, uh, eposaudio.com, and you've got lots of information there on enterprises, and you'll see all their different headsets. And uh, in particular for us, obviously, we've got the contact centre headsets that you can get in and see all the different uh, range. Or you can, of course, go to the uh, CX business directory. We do have the uh, headsets now listed under technology. So you can just go there and you'll see office phones and headsets and you'll be able to see all the different suppliers uh, that are listed in there. So, Jeff, mate, thanks for giving up uh, your time. I know uh, for, well, I hate dating podcasts, but we're, uh, you're in lockdown in Sydney and I'm just coming out of yep. lockdown in Melbourne. But who knows when people are listening to that, that scenario has probably changed again, right? Yes, exactly. Now, thanks, Justin. Enjoyed it. Uh, awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time on the CX Central podcast. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.